Welcome to Just One More Story, a weekly podcast featuring unique and interesting stories that are inspired by true and personal events. Some are thinking, why should I listen to this podcast? Well, to be perfectly honest, who better to tell a story than the person that wrote it? And in this case, that writer is me, your host, George Walters. With that, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me here today. First off, I would like to take a minute here and thank all those that have gotten in touch with me through social media, emails, and such, and not forgetting all of you that are listening today. It makes my day to hear just how much you are enjoying my podcast. It is also nice to hear your ideas on things and suggestions. Anyways, thanks for your support, and don't forget, if you enjoy my podcast, share them with others. You never know when someone might need a bit of help on certain issues or maybe a bit of joy brought into their life. And hey, these podcasts are all of that. So, what is this story about that I'm going to tell you today? Well, actually, it covers a lot of things regarding how individuals entertained themselves years ago and into the day without spending a whole lot of money. And if you listen closely, you might even hear a few things that possibility of putting a smile on your face. Anyways, I hope you enjoy P-shooters and things. You know, I have found that most of the toys today are manufactured by huge corporations. Back when I was young, most of us took pride in ourselves being able to make our own playthings. One that comes to mind that I cherished and took with me pretty well everywhere I went was the old P-shooter. I have to say that P-shooter sure made made for some eventful days, to say the least. What it consisted of, mostly, was a piece taken from the stem of different bushes, which was around six or ten inches in length. I found that the branches with a softer inner core were the best, as they could be easily dug out with one of Laura's hat pins or a piece of wire. Laura and Reg were the folks that adopted me and raised me as one of their own for a few years, for those that don't know. Once laid to dry in the sun for an hour or so, the hollowed-out piece would be ready to use. I should also note that some wood that was used for, had some unique grains that made the pea-shooter look just that much nicer. Actually, I even made a few cents from time to time selling them at the feed store to other kids while waiting for Reg. On a good day, I sometimes made enough for a soda. That sure made my day, let me tell you. On another note, I found there were an assortment of small green berries around our farm, which made for some great ammunition. Occasionally, when they were hard to find, I would resort to using dried chokecherry pits, which in time I found to be the best, as most of them pits were all the same size. The pits were great, but them, but the berry itself, well, I could never get used to eating them, as some did. They to me were so bitter that when eaten, I couldn't taste anything for an hour after. In defense, though, Laura did make some great jam out of them, which I liked. Must have been all that sugar, she added. I have to say that over the years, I developed a skill that would make any marksman with a rifle jealous. I got so good, and I don't want you to think I'm bragging, that Reg for a while there used to get me to shoot the flies off the back of the cows from time to time. The really neat thing was that I found the pea shooter itself could be concealed, like up one's sleeve. With a little practice, 
It could be taken out or hidden within a matter of seconds. Now, don't get to thinking that I was one of those young fellers that liked to maybe take advantage of one of them elderly ladies walking down the street, as I wasn't. But, in saying that, there were a few times I have to admit that them firmly packed rear ends sure was tempting. I did have a wee bit of fun every so often practicing on a few apples that hung from our tree by the house. Laura, when looking at them apples, figured they were wormholes, but in reality it was the old pea-shooter that did the dirty deed. I'm not sure if she ever realized went on, but throughout my time living there, nothing was said much other than, you know, it seems we got a lot more worms in our apples this year, George. Invisible ones. Anyways, some older kids at school every so often got to practicing, seeing how many girls they could torment. But in saying that, I can honestly say never one, not a one ever lost an eye or got hurt. It seemed back then us young ones took care not to really hurt anyone with them. Annoy, though, that was another story. Another spot they were used quite often was at the movie theater. If the movie didn't pan out to some of the boys' liking, well, let's just say they could make that projector feller feel like he was in a war zone, at least till the usher came around and escorted them out of the theater with them losing their priceless t-shirt or the boot. As with any group of young ones, there is always a mischief maker, and in time, most theaters got to know them, and the troublemakers or so, they called them back then, were given a shakedown before they could get in. For myself, I thought it took the fun out of going to the show after that, the reason being that the show wasn't too good. At least with the boys doing the things they did, I got entertained watching them. Eventually, the toy makers got to realizing this P-shirter was a hot item, and they got to making them. Most then were made from a hollow tube of steel about a foot long. They were painted with every color under the sun, and it made for one of the top items on the list for the youngsters to spend their allowance on. Being only a nickel back then, pretty well everyone could afford one. Being so sleek and smooth on the inside of the bore, a pea or a small stone could be blown out at an astonishing speed. Some young fellers even got to using some of their dad's birdshot taken from a shell or two that was sneaked out of the house when they weren't looking. With a mouthful of birdshot and one of these, one of those shiny new metal p-shirters, well, let's just say he or she could torment anyone or any, anything for miles around if they choose to do so. The time finally came when no one used the old homemade wood p-shirters anymore. But for me, well, I hung on to mine for, as for some reason, with all their splendor, them steel ones just didn't seem the same to me. You could say they didn't give me the feeling of accomplishment as much as making my own did. Also, my homemade ones didn't cost me a nickel either, and back then, even though some had a few cents to throw away, I didn't. Even if I did, there was lots of other things more important to me to be bought, like a candy stick or two. Yes, back when things were different when it came to us young ones having fun. We didn't have any TV, electronics, and things like today, that's for certain. But you know, I always found fun things to do, and I was never bored. 
Thinking about that, the one thing I loved the most was going for a ride throughout the warm summer, through the warm days of summer with Jenny, my horse. She was a golden palomino, not too large, but not too small. She had a yellow or gold coat and a white or a light cream mane and tail. And to me at that time in life, there wasn't anything more beautiful. I have to admit, I enjoyed being by myself and actually took it upon myself to seek out spots that I could be alone. I did find a very special spot in time. It was up on top of a hill facing the west. In the early evening hours, I would love to ride up there and let Jenny loose to feed on the nice grass. I would then take my place on the side of the hill, lie down, and watch Jenny graze and the clouds float by. And when the sun said its goodbyes for the day, I would sit and watch it slowly fade out of view. I guess you could say it was my way of making sense of what took place throughout the day. Back at the farm through the summer, Reg and Laura would bring out the horseshoes in evening hours, and we would have a game or two. Reg made two simple pits with a steel stake in each out back of the house and between two apple trees. We passed many an evening there with lots of laughs. Once the sun was down, we would head on in and off the bed as morning came early back then. Milking usually started around 4 a.m. Moving here to where we live now got me to thinking, and I mentioned it to a blacksmith friend of mine about how I used to play horseshoes. A week later, he dropped me off a couple pair that he made. I put together a couple pits, and since then, my wife, family, and I, and friends have sure put them to good use. Pays to have good friends in different businesses. Another game we all enjoyed years ago was darts. I remember one time a fellow at the feed mill where Reg bought some feed for our horses from time to time, brought in a couple dart boards and gave one to Reg for all the help he had given him over the years. Most of the time it hung on the back wall in the kitchen by the door leading out to where we had our separator, which we used every day for milking. But when the urge hit off the wall it would come, and I have to admit I was never that good at hitting that bullseye back then which I chalked up to being a touch too short. Reg, though, said that wasn't the case at all. The reason was that he was just better than me. Well, I don't know about that, but fact was even Laura beat me a few times. I did improve, though, over time. We also had a crokinole board, and many a night and Sundays would be passed playing that. I usually did well with that game until my finger got sore but the enjoyment I got outweighed the pain. Actually, it was a homemade board that a fellow made that lived in town. He was handy with making things like that, and Laura traded him some milk and eggs for one. That's another thing we did a lot back then, horse trading, so to speak. If a person needed something but didn't have the cash, well, they would see if they could trade something for it. Most of the time it worked out, and... Everyone walked away happy, but with no money exchanging hands. Card games were another that we passed the time with. It seemed we always had a game of crib going, or I should say Reds and Laura did. But I did get to play the winner now and then. Actually, we do that a lot here today, the wife and I. Every morning we start a game and then usually finish it up at lunchtime. 
If not, we finish it while we eat supper. Yes, the games and things I just mentioned helped the past, the time, but more so, I think they brought the family together. The last thing I enjoyed back when, and still enjoy today, is reading. To me, there's nothing better after a hard day than to sit back and relax with a good book. In closing, I kind of think that a lot of us folks are so wrapped up with what is going around them these days that they're missing out on the important things in life. Hmm, I wonder if the wife wants to finish up that game of crib we started this morning. If I remember correctly, I think I was winning. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that with so many folks calling and emailing me, asking me for more shows, I decided that for the next month or so, I will do my best to put together two shows a week instead of one. One will come out on Wednesday morning, and the other will come out on Saturday morning. I would also like to thank all those that have shared my podcast with others and got in touch with me saying how much they're enjoying them. It means a lot. These are trying times, to say the least, and we all have to do our part. I would also like to mention that all my stories are available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com. They're available in ebooks or paperback. If you'd like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can e- email me anytime at stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time. Stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. Also, for those that have asked, you can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play just one more story by George Walters. And finally, take care of yourselves. And remember, we'll get through this. You could say a lot of us are in learning mode. Once we get the hang of it, we'll manage. We always do.